Amen. Glory to God tonight. I want to, if you have your Bibles this evening, turn to the book of Acts chapter 5, beginning in verse 1 through about verse 11 right there. Acts chapter 5, beginning in verse 1 through about verse 11. I'm going to preach a message entitled, The Deadliness of Sin. Sin is deadly. Sin is no joke. I'm going to tell you right now, God judged sin in the early New Testament church, and God judges sin today also. Amen. Amen. God, it, sin is nothing we play around with. And I'm going to show you tonight how God brought judgment on people. We're going to deal a little bit deeper into Ananias and Sapphira. They didn't have to give anything. They didn't have to do that, but they, we'll talk about it a little bit. They went around bragging. It was all, we'll get there here in just a few moments. They wanted attention. They wanted glory. In essence, they lied to the Holy Ghost. They didn't lie to the man Peter. They lied unto God because right here the Scripture tells us the Holy Ghost is God. Amen? Three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Amen. In fact, let me just give you a little nugget on the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible, he's the only one that has the unpardonable sin against. You can blaspheme the Father and be forgiven. You can blaspheme the Son and be forgiven. But Jesus said, if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, that sin's unpardonable. It dooms you right to hell right then and there if you blaspheme that Holy Ghost right there. But I'm not going to preach on that tonight, but I am going to preach out of the deadliness of sin in beginning, in beginning Acts chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. The Bible tells us right here, but a certain man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira, his wife sold a possession and kept back part of his price, his wife also being privacy to it, and brought it a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why had Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost um, and to keep back part of the price of the land? Uh, while it remains, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart? Um, thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Uh, and Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came upon them. Uh, all, all them that heard these things, and the young man arose, wound him up, and carried him out, and buried him. Uh, and it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, uh, came in, and Peter answered and said unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then then fell she down straightway at his feet um, and yielded up the ghost. Uh, and the young men came in and found her dead and carried her forth uh, and buried her by her husband. Uh, and great fear came um, upon all the church uh, and upon as many as heard these things. I'm going to tell you real quickly, these scriptures show me that sin can cut somebody's life short prematurely. Amen? 
You, you know, you, the Bible even tells us we can add days by, by certain things, being obedient to his word. But it also says life can be cut premature by, do, by being disobedient to God, by sinning against God. Amen. I want to preach tonight just a few minutes on the deadliness of sin. Heavenly Father, we come before you, dear God, tonight, Lord, and we just exalt you, dear Lord, and we pray, Lord, for your anointing, dear God, to be on this house. Son, I pray for your spirit to convict. I pray, God, for your spirit to move, dear Lord, and anoint this spirit. This preacher's lips uh, to speak your word, dear God. Uh, Father, tonight we ask you, Lord, to just touch, dear God, and move mightily, Lord. Uh, let your anointing flow. Let your spirit flow. Do the work that needs to do in here tonight, God. Um, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to move greatly, dear God. Uh, we ask you, Lord, to bless this message, dear God, tonight uh, and use it for your glory. Have your way once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. I imagine we've all heard the expression that if you play with fire, you will get burnt, or if you handle a snake, you will get bitten. But I want tonight I want to talk to you about something that is more deadly. That is more deadlier than cancer, more deadlier than AIDS, more deadlier than any disease that is in the world. Uh, and it is a three-letter word tonight uh, that kills more people. Um, right here in Acts 5, their disobedience, their sin against God uh, would cost them their life is a picture of what sin does. Um, sin will destroy your life. Did you hear me? Um, sin will destroy your home. Um, sin will destroy your society. Uh, if you don't believe that our society is in an uproar. I'm telling you, you're is in a mess. You're blinded tonight. Amen. <laughs> Let me tell you, the Bible says sin is a reproach to any people. Uh, finally, let me tell you, sin will also kill this evening. Uh, think about what the Scripture says. Uh, to back up this point in Romans 6 and 23, uh, the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Uh, but but the gift of God is eternal life. In Ezekiel 18 and 4, the word of God says, the soul that sinneth shall dieth. Then in Ezekiel 18 and 20, we get that repeated again. The soul that sinneth dieth. It shall die. In Romans 5 and 12, the Bible tells us, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed uh, upon all men that all have sinned. Uh, you see over and over in the word of God uh, we are constantly warned uh, of the consequences of sin. Um, we are warned of the action that results uh, from sin. Did you hear me? Uh, but yet even though the consequences are there he even though they are 
plainly stated in the word of God even though it is preached upon and people know it can I tell you people today choose to ignore it they choose to take the word of God for they take the word of God lightly they don't believe in the deadliness of sin why is it tonight that when the doctor pronounces cancer the first thing that many people think of is death um, when they begin to think of AIDS the first thing they begin to think of is death uh, and some of these other diseases uh, but I want you to know tonight uh, the most deadliest thing they are more deadlier than cancer more deadlier than AIDS uh, is what we call sin uh, is what we call a transgression uh, against the law of God uh, against God himself and let me tell you this evening that everybody will answer to the king of kings and the lord of lords everyone will give an account for their actions whether good or bad as believers will stand before him and give an account to him at the bema seat of Christ the judgment seat of Christ whether receive rewards or whether we won't receive rewards by our motives uh, but there's also another white judgment that is for the wicked to those that have lived in sin and it is the great white throne judgment and death and hell and the grave and all great rich whoever no matter who they are they, they will all stand before him and they will hear the words depart from me you worker of iniquity for I never knew you to be thrown into the lake of fire forever what are you getting at tonight preacher I'm telling you tonight that sin is deadly and the word of God means exactly what it means when the Bible says the wages of sin is death let me tell you the wages of sin is death amen there's no getting around it when the Bible says the soul that sinneth shall dieth can I tell you the soul that sinneth will die tonight amen can I tell you when the sons of Aaron went into the tabernacle drunk, they were carried out dead because they were forbidden to go in there in strong drink. But preacher, what you just told us about the sons of Aaron were in the Old Testament under the law. But let me remind you, Acts chapter 5 is under the age of grace. Acts chapter 5 happens after the cross. Acts chapter 5 happens after the ascension. Acts chapter 5 happens after Pentecost. Did you hear what I'm telling you tonight? This what happened right here happened under the act of grace. In the time of grace. Under grace. Paul said shall we continue to live in sin that grace may, that grace may abound? Paul said God forbid not. And let me remind you what the scripture 
says this evening uh, that to much who is given, much more is required. Did you hear what I'm telling you? Uh, what are you getting at tonight, preacher? Uh, well, I'm going to get into this tonight uh, about the, the, these that were in the church. Uh, they were in a Pentecost powerhouse church, if you will. Uh, how many know the early church uh, was Pentecostal? Uh, the early church was full of the power of Almighty God. Uh, the early church was full uh, of those of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, if you will. Uh, and yet here in Acts 5, uh, we begin to see the first sin that is coming inside of the sanctuary. We begin to see Ananias and Sapphira who would deliberately who would deliberately and be deceptive and have a deceptive act against God. First let me tell you something about Acts chapter 5 right here. Let me tell you something about these two. This wasn't just a moment's time. There, I understand there are times that in the heat of the moment we can blow it. Uh, this wasn't one of those times. Uh, this right here in Acts chapter 5, uh, when you really begin to study this out, uh, was a well thought out premeditated plan on the on these two's behalf on between husband and wife how do you know that it was thought out how do you know these two had this planned out well first of all it tells us and kept in verse one part and it says getting kept back kept back part of the price also his wife also being privacy to it when it told her that she she was involved it tells me right there that they had to sit down and they had to talk about what they were going to do they had to plan this thing out they were driven well I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead of myself they were driven about getting attention they were driven by pride if you will Oh, I'm going to go a little different way with this tonight. Uh, but listen what I'm telling you tonight. Uh, the Bible tells us in the book of James, uh, chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, that every man is tempted uh, when he is drawn away of his own lust uh, and enticed. Uh, then when lust is conceived, uh, it bringeth forth sin. Uh, and when sin is finished, uh, it bringeth forth death. Right there, James tells us when somebody's drawn away, they're drawn away by their own desires. They're drawn away by their own lust. Those things that entice them. You see, they had brought a land. They had sold some land, and they said they were going to lay it at the apostles' feet. But verse 3 also tells us they kept part of it. They didn't give everything that God had that they said they were going to give to God. They didn't lay everything behind like they said they were going to lay it behind unto the Lord. They kept part for their self. They said we're going to give us a certain amount and that's what we're going to lay aside. But I want you to understand something tonight. It was more than just that. It was more than that on their behalf. You see these people wanted to be deceptive. They wanted to have the people 
people laud them and they wanted to have the people to applaud them and they they wanted to look very high and spiritual. They had the love of the money. They wanted the love of the money and they wanted the praise of others at the same time. Now let's go back into Acts chapter 4 and let's just go back to the last right there and just go back into verse 36 and 37 and Hosea who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas which is being interpreted the son of consolation a Levite of the country of Cyprus having land sold it and brought it money brought the money and laid it at the apostles feet now when you begin to see this done and you begin to see what was going on out here what was done by Barnabas just a few minutes earlier just a little while earlier after selling his land and he done what he wanted to do and he done it for the right reasons by the way Barnabas did but Ananias and Sapphira it was a whole different ball game on them no doubt they had seen the gift that Barnabas had done to the apostles feet no doubt they had seen how they laid Barnabas laid it down and no doubt they had how Barnabas they saw how he had given the church and how the people were praising God for the generous offering and it seemed that old serpent began to whisper inside of old Ananias and Sapphira saying you can have some of this glory too did you hear me you can have some of this attention too if you will you see I'm reminded you what they begin to bull in them saying if Barnabas can do it we can do it too and we can take the glory tonight oh what are you getting at tonight preacher oh I'm telling you what they're guilty of they're guilty of pride they were guilty of being prideful having a prideful attitude if you will in Proverbs 8 and 13 the scripture says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth I hate let me tell you no doubt the motivating factor in this sin I believe had to be the sin of pride they wanted to bring attention to their self did you hear me you see some people do things just to bring attention to their self did you hear me some people do some things just to draw attention to yourself let me tell you something tonight I ain't in here to draw my attention to me if you're not here to draw attention to the Lord tonight then there is something that is wrong in your life if Barnabas had the right reason but Ananias and Sapphira they wanted to be lifted up they wanted to be like that they wanted to have the attention they wanted everybody to be looking at them saying look what we done look what we done look what we done amen pride will say things, do things. Better watch what you say. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and knock this out of the way. Better watch what you say. Amen. Amen, especially in the house of God. Because you don't lie to the preacher. You lie to God. You lie to the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
You see, let me tell you something, the reason people, they was doing it, just like many people today, pride. Amen? They wanted to be like this. They wanted to draw attention to themselves. You see, there are certain people, what they want to do is they want everybody to look at them. They want everybody to pat them on the back. They want to be the center of attention, if you will. Amen? They want to be the ones getting glorified. They want to be the ones that's being on stage. And let me tell you, some of the worst ones could be preachers. I'm not sitting here being lie on that. Some of the worst ones that want the attention sometimes can be preachers. Amen? They ain't the one on stage. They don't want to hear it. Amen? They ain't the one behind it. They don't want to listen to it. Amen? I'm telling you. But Ananias and Sapphira, they seen what Barnabas had done. So they begin to run their mouth. Amen? Sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut. Amen? I know. I know. I learned to not tell you a hundred people. Amen? Amen? Now I'm telling you a thousand. <laughs> I've learned... But something like this, you know, people go around making vows to God. Can I tell you what the scripture says? The scripture says it's better not to make a vow to God than to make a vow and break it. Amen. They were going around, they seen this, and they thought, boy, we can have this. Just think what would we do if we come and lay these things down at the apostles' feet? Amen. Just think what will happen if we come and lay these gifts. Oh, I can see them now. I guarantee you they've been getting to tell everybody, listen, this is what we're going to do. Oh, they had that prideful attitude. Well, if Barnabas can do that, we can do even more. Amen. They got that attitude in them. They were, they were arrogant attitudes, if you will. And let me tell you what Daniel Defoe said. He called pride the first peer, and he said it pride was the president of hell because it was pride that transformed Lucifer into Satan. It was pride that caused the first parents to sin. It is pride that opens the door to every other sin. You see, listen, what I'm telling you tonight, when you see how Lucifer fell and you read it in the book of Isaiah, I will, I will exalt. I will be like the most high I want to be set on his throne I will overthrow God you can read it but the point of the matter is that old, that angel that become Lucifer had the attitude I will a prideful attitude if you will you see let me tell you tonight I'm on to something here tonight oh my lord I'm on to something you see in this generation that we are in right now there's a word that gets thrown around for abominations of pride anybody know what I'm talking about they'll have these homosexual pride events let me tell you something first of all homosexuality is an abomination second of all God don't like a prideful attitude in these things. Amen. The people are prideful. Amen. Amen. These had the attitude. I could see it now. They just simply wanted to outdo Barnabas because they wanted the credit. Amen. They wanted the glory of man. They wanted the praise and adoration a man. They wanted somebody to give them attention. 
Amen. They wanted to focus on them and not the Lord. Did you hear me? Let me tell you something. What you give is giving glory to God. Amen. But yet people got this prideful attitude. Oh, I ain't even started yet. It's about me, myself, and I. I want you to show me all your attention. You ever met somebody like that? Amen. I'm not talking in a fun way. I'm talking about somebody that really wants the attention. They will do whatever they got to do to get it. They will say whatever they got to say even though it ain't true to get the attention. They will do whatever it has to do in order to get somebody's attention. Amen. I turn those people off. Amen. <laughs> you may get it somewhere, but it ain't coming from this old boy. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you. But people don't, what they were setting up for, that pride was setting up for their fall. Amen. That haughty spirit was setting up for their destruction. Ananias and Sophia's pride, again, pride cometh before what? A haughty spirit leads to destruction. Amen? It was about them. Oh, it built in them. But as it built in them, and that pride was building in them, and that haughty spirit was in them, they were getting ready to find out that sin was deadly. Amen. They were getting ready to find out that lying to the Holy Ghost was no joke. They were getting ready to find out that God meant what he said and he said what he meant. Little did they know what was this was escalating to when they pointed this out. Little did they know their attitude and their little plan was literally leading them to their death and bringing the judgment of God upon them. And I'm telling you tonight, people do not know when you begin to play with sin how close they are to death. Amen. People don't realize there are people plotting things and doing things tonight who will never get to the morrow because the wages of sin will be enforced against them. Amen. They will, I'm going to tell you the truth. They will be people to overdose tonight. They will be people who are killed in car accidents tonight. They will be people who will drop over because of sin. It's deadly. Satan presents it as harmless fun. You see, Satan, I believe he whispered into him. Because if you're in a church like this, you're going to know the power of God. But Satan began to build into him, you could have this. But he wasn't telling them about what was going to happen. You see, Satan will never tell you the destruction. Satan will never tell you the judgment. Satan will never tell you that it was going to kill you. 
Amen. You look at some of these alcohol commercials, paints a good picture, but it don't show you the harm. It don't show you the deadliness. You see, the world paints drugs and there's a legalization going on where they want to legalize all kinds of drugs. Give it to them. But it don't tell you that it's going to be deadly. And it just ain't that. It can go, oh, I'm not just picking on that. Don't get me wrong. Those are examples. But all sin has a consequence to it. Sin, playing around with sin will destroy you. But yet, many in the church don't think it's going to harm them. They think they can do as they want, live as they want, and everything's going to be all right. But here, under the age of grace, God judged some people who lied unto him. Oh, I can see them now. I can see Cynthia and Ananias now. They were probably the kind that was sent step up and said, oh, we're going to give you this and we're going to give you that and we're going to give you everything. I'm going to make this pew break one day. <laughs> they make them every day, so don't worry about it. There's only one of me to go around. <laughs> I say that. There's only one of a kind of me. But we, we treat sin lightly and don't think God's going to do anything about it. They didn't think God would do anything to them. If they did, they would have never done it to begin with. If they thought they were going to die that day, I guarantee you they wouldn't have done it. But they didn't know how deadly their action was. You see, their sin wasn't directed against the church. It wasn't directed against Peter. But the sin, when they lied unto the church and they lied unto Peter, God didn't say that sin, you lied unto man. God didn't say you lied unto Peter. He didn't say you lied unto his body. God told them you lied. The word was you lied unto the Holy Ghost and return. You lied unto God. I know this ain't a shouting message, but it's a message that will get through everybody's mind that sin is deadly. And sin is always directed against God. It is a transgression against God. The things this world does is a transgression against God. When they light them up with their prideful marches, it's against God. When they do the things they do, it's against God. When they legalize same-sex marriage, it was an act against God. Amen? Sin is an act against God. Amen? The Holy Ghost. They begin, to, they begin to transgress against the things of God, against the Lord himself, against the Spirit of God, if you will. No doubt they were believers at a point. The spiritual level, I've looked this up in every commentary I could find about them, and every commentary comes to agreement that they were believers and that they were spiritual level in the church was so high 
that it was doubtful any mere professor could have gotten in without being detected. That's how full of the early church was of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But they began to allow that devil whisper into their ear. And it tells me right here that they weren't able just to lie to the Holy Spirit. They were able to tempt the Holy Spirit. That is in Acts 5 and 9 right there. You see, let me tell you, before we move on a little bit tonight, it's easy to condemn Ananias and Sapphira for their dishonesty. Oh, I'm getting ready to preach here for just a minute. But let me tell you, you can sit there and condemn them for what they've done. But let me ask you tonight, what is your profession backed up by what you practice this evening? Amen. Hello. I'm going to tell you something here. Does one mean everything they pray about in public? Amen. Does one sing the praises and the hymns of him publicly? Sincerely? Or do they do it just routinely? Do you give out of the love for the Lord? Or do you give to just be seen? Amen. If you ain't doing it out of a right heart, I've come by to tell you, you're just as guilty as Ananias and Sapphira. Amen. If you're not here, if you're not praising him tonight for the right reasons, you're just as guilty as lying to the Holy Ghost as they were. I know that's strong, but it's true. Their giving was not out of the right reasons. Is our giving out of the right reason? Amen. Is our giving what we give to the Lord? Do we give it out of the right reasons, out of the love for the Lord? Amen. Or do we live, give it? Where somebody can see what we're given and get our praise before men. You need to ask yourself tonight, where am I at before God? And before you condemn Ananias and Sapphira, is my heart pure before you? Or am I putting on a front? Or am I just putting on a show? Putting on an act, if you will. Because let me tell you, whether you're singing praises or giving if it's not in the right spirit, it's in the wrong spirit. Amen. If it ain't right, it's wrong. Amen. 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 You come dragging in here. I may bust some glasses here. Don't want to be here. Well, you got the wrong spirit to be here to begin with. Something's wrong. You can tell when somebody wants to be here and when somebody don't want to be here. You're, if you got that coming here like that, you're just as guilty as Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah, I want to be here, but when you can tell, it ain't hard to tell. Amen. You're lying to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You're lying to the Spirit of God. When what you're doing is just simply to draw attention to yourself and be lifted up in yourself. Trying to look big. Trying to have that attitude. Folks, I'm telling you tonight, sin is deadly. And we better be careful about playing around with God tonight. Amen. In essence, let me tell you, people are literally shaking their fists about God. They're just so-called Christian singer. I don't know. They said she appeared on this talk show. This Ellen DeGeneres, if you watch her, you need to repent anyway. 
Everybody was bragging about her being on there. She, oh, how great she lifted up the gospel and everything. Then she comes out and says, I don't know if homosexuality is a sin. I said, she ain't no Christian. I said, she's drawing attention to herself. Would you trying to use the name of Jesus Christ? Hey, Amen. And if you listen to her, anybody listen to me? I can't even tell her name, but if people out there, you probably know who I'm talking about. You listen to this woman, you need to repent. Hey, Amen. Sin. You see how we become tolerant of sin. But let me tell you tonight, the Holy Ghost is still not tolerant of sin. We want to say it's a defect, but God still calls it sin. We want to call it a white lie, but the Bible says all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burneth with brim and brim, brimstone. Amen? Fire and brimstone. We want to call it whatever we want to call it. We want to attach names to it. And think, he don't mean it. Well, if he didn't mean it, why did he wipe out Noah's day? Amen? Why did he wipe out two cities of Sodom and Gomorrah? Why did he judge Jerusalem, by the way? Anybody know that? And why is he going to judge the world again? But people are so, we want to become so tolerant of other people's actions. In the name of love. But preacher, we need to love them. I know that. But we don't have to be tolerant of their action. When you don't tell them the truth, you're kissing them into hell. Amen? You're kissing them into hell. But sin, people think they can play with it. Think it ain't going to harm them. Think it ain't going to bite them. But sin is deadlier than any disease that is known in the natural realm. Think about it. How many honor him with their lips and their heart is far from him tonight? Let me ask you this evening, what would happen tonight if God would judge tonight? What would happen tonight if this would happen in this sanctuary tonight? I remind you this evening that it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Amen? I remind you this evening that it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Acts 5 is a picture of the deadliness of sin. Why play with something that's going to kill you? They are falling, people are falling for the greatest lie ever given, one of them. And that lie is that God really said, because why? They are just taking the word of God for lightly. They're just playing around with it. They don't believe God really said it. Let me tell you tonight, they are out, flat out challenging the very words of Jehovah God this evening. They are challenging the words of this book tonight. Let me tell you from the beginning that God, Satan has always tried to challenge the word of God. It can be traced back to Adam and Eve where Satan challenged the word of God when he said, did God really say it? And God said it and he's still doing it today 
still saying, did God really say that? See, some of you, he's probably telling tonight, don't pay this preacher no attention. It's your choice, but you better pay attention. Amen? You better take heed. Because like Ananias and Sapphira, your judgment may be closer than you think. The, cons- the wages of it may be getting ready to pay quicker than you thought. Amen? But we treat it like nothing is ever going to happen. You see, it ain't no doubt in my mind they took the word of God quietly. There's no doubt as they said it here in that church and listened to the Peter and him preach. They had to hear the stories found in the Old Testament about the sons of Aaron who were struck down for going into the tabernacle. They had to hear about it. No doubt they had to hear about Achan stealing the accursed thing and how it cost him, him and his family's life. There's no doubt in my mind Ananias and Sapphira had to hear them stories, but they weren't paying them no attention. They took it lightly. Let us eat, drink, and be merry because nothing's going to happen to us. Oh, I can see it. Their, their attitude now. Oh, that was then. No doubt in my mind. I have no doubt in my mind you couldn't have sat under this preaching without hearing things like that. Under that fire preaching in, that, in the book of Acts right there. No doubt it was told those stories and it was recorded down of what happened. And they were reminded of it. But yet, it didn't register in their mind. They didn't think what happened to the the sons of Aaron could happen to them. They didn't think what happened to Achan could happen to them. How many tonight's got that same attitude? You don't think it could happen to you. I've come by to give you a word from God. The sin is deadly. Hell's real. And hell's forever. Amen. How many today take the word of God so lightly? They don't pay any attention. Amen. How many to take hell serious tonight? Even though Jesus spoke of this place called hell more than he ever did of heaven. There's more scriptures recorded on hell than they are heaven. Think about it. But yet, people choose not to believe in it. We've even got some so-called preachers that are flat out denying the existence of that place called hell. They are. But the Bible has more scriptures concerning hell than it does heaven. Think about it. It don't register in their mind. How many take judgment day serious? Even though every one of us is going to have to stand before him, either at the judgment seat of Christ to get our rewards 
or at the great white throne judgment to be condemned to the lake of fire forever. How many take it serious? You hear it thrown around so lightly. Judgment day is coming. Judgment day is coming. I think we throw it around lightly. We take it lightly. Because here's a reality. Judgment day is coming. You'll either bow to him now or you'll bow to him then. I'm going to bow to him now. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But they don't think about it. They're not thinking about judgment day. As I preached a, a couple weeks ago, what about tomorrow? What about tomorrow? Tomorrow on this earth, you're not promised. But a tomorrow in eternity, every one of us is promised. Think of it. But yet, how many tonight take the wages of sin lightly? Like Ananias and Sapphira did. Think about it. What is going they don't we don't see it over and over, but yet people don't comprehend it. We see throughout scripture God meant what he said and said what he meant. But yet time and time there is a light hearted attitude that runs rampant in the houses of God. Amen. No man putting his hand to the plow and taking his hand off the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Let me tell you, 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. Think about it. The point I'm trying to make is tonight, sin is no joke. Sin is deadly, and sin has consequences. Oh, sin needs to be preached on. We don't want the preacher to preach on sin no more. Amen. Amen. We don't want him to preach on sin. We want him to, you know what they want the preacher to preach on now? We want you to preach on blessings. We want you to preach on every day is a Friday and put a smile on my face. Amen. Amen. There ain't no Fridays in hell, folks. Did you hear what I'm telling you? You want preachers to tell you it's all right to do whatever you want to and everything's going to be all right. If you want that, you got the wrong one. Amen. We don't want, we don't want sin preached on because it upsets you. But yet sin is throughout Scripture is deadly. The wages of it is declared Death. The soul that sinneth shall die. And let me tell you the result of that sin. If it's not dealt with by the blood of Jesus Christ. Is death. Marcy, this is my last point tonight. On this day, Ananias and Sapphira would pay a great price for their action. For their sin against God. They didn't have a repentful attitude. You know that? I could see a space of repentance right there, especially for the wife. But she never would repent. He could have probably had a chance, but he wouldn't repent. You can't tell me the Holy Ghost didn't try to deal with him. Amen? You can't tell me that to try to get him corrected. 
but they would not hear. Amen. They would not listen. And yet, think about it. For their action of lying to the Holy Ghost and their sin against God, that day they would be buried and lose their soul. Think about it. I say this has happened since then. I say this continues on even to this day that God judges sin. Those who try to make a mockery and hinder the work of the Holy Spirit. Some won't want to label it as judgment, but as something else. I remember a few years ago, hear this story of a pastor who was preaching in the pulpit, and he was preaching on adultery the whole time. He was running around on his wife, fell over dead with a heart attack in the pulpit. You see, some people would have said that was just the cause of his heart. No, 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 no. I believe it was the cause of his sin. It still happens. More than we think of. More than we realize of. Folks, what I'm getting at tonight, God's not a mockery. Amen? You can go on. I can give you story after story of seeing things like that. Where God would judge the sin. Where the, if they didn't repent, they would walk out and go into eternity, into the lake of fire. Folks, what I'm telling you tonight is, I don't know where anyone, you, only you and God know where you're standing. But you better not be lying unto the Holy Ghost tonight. You better not be lying unto the Holy Ghost. Because it ain't coming against the church. It ain't coming against the preacher. It ain't coming against your brother and sister. In Christ, it's coming against the Holy Ghost of God. Did you hear me? That's where it was directed at. Yeah, they had it. But the Bible says to lie to the Holy Ghost. Satan has filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost. Filled it for the pride and arrogance that now you will lie to the Holy Ghost. You'll lie to God. Then he goes on, verse 9. How is it that you've agreed together to tempt him? Woo! I will tell you, some people tempt me. <laughs> I'm one thing. <laughs> I tell you, some people tempt me. What are you saying, preacher? Some people, I want to get my hand around their neck. Oh, don't come. Oh, come on, saints of God. Don't tell me you don't get tempted to to get your hand around somebody's necks. Amen. Don't tell me you don't. You, if you are, you're wrong in here tonight. Amen. Every one of us at a time has just wanted to grab somebody, been tempted on somebody. But it's one thing to do me. Hey, sometimes I want to go get some going in the house of God. I just like to get them by the neck and ring them back. <laughs> Those that pray my snow down, you're really high on the list. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> you're really high on the list when it don't happen. I'm probably high on your list when it does happen. <laughs> but 
it's one thing to tempt man. I just said that humorously, but it's one thing to tempt man. But it's another thing to tempt the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I told you I'd like to wring your neck. I probably ain't going to as much as I'd like to sometimes. Sometimes. But God will follow through. Amen. This day, I don't know how he done it. But the husband was dragged out first from the church. And they buried him. Just a few hours later, they was planting the wife. Because of their action against the Spirit of God. And don't tell me tonight sin ain't deadly. Acts 5 points it out, sin's deadly. Their actions were deadly. Their attitudes were deadly. Failing to repent, deadly. Amen? Failure to repent, and I'm talking about genuine. I'm talking about genuine repentance. Failure is deadly. But people are treating him like not, they're tempting him tonight, mocking him tonight. Amen. Listen, I'll tell you again. Playing with God ain't no joke. The old saying goes, you can fool some of the people some of the time. You can fool the preacher. You can fool some people all the time. But you'll never fool God one time. Amen. Amen. I tell people, don't worry about me. I remember one time we went to somebody's house to visit somebody, to talk to them. Found out I was a preacher. They began to slide something under the table that shouldn't be there. If you're ashamed of it before me, it sh- you ought to be ashamed of it before God. Amen. You ain't got the answer to me. But let me tell you what I'm telling you. Again, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And sin will cut the life of somebody short on this earth prematurely. I believe their life was cut prematurely because of their sin. Amen. Life can be cut prematurely because of actions. Amen. Think about this. Revelation 21 and 8 real quick as everyone gets ready to stand. But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Those are the words of Christ right there in the book of Revelation. Everyone standing in here tonight. I'm not, I don't know where you're standing, but I've come by to tell you tonight that sin is deadly. Sin has consequences. Tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity. It ain't none of my business. But if there's something in your life that's hindering your walk, 
you need to get into the altar. What if this, you were closer? What if you were closer to the judgment than you even realized? Think about it. Ananias and Sapphira did not know where they stood with God. They didn't know that God was going to judge them that day. Their, their actions brought forth the consequences quicker than they realized. There's things in your life that need to be took out. Get the Lord to take it out tonight. Repent before God. Cry out to God tonight. Because sin is deadly. Sin is consequence, has consequences. No matter what it is, if it's transgressing against God, it's deadly. It's harmful. And there's consequences to it. Father, in Jesus' name.